0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress.
1: This is Ian. And this is Cousin Max.
0: We are here today with both Cousin Max and Brother Thelonious.
1: Hey, Brother Thelonious. What's going on?
0: Which is our feature beer. Uh, it is from North Coast Brewing Company. and Same we,
1: makers of the old Rasputin.
0: Yes. Back on our breakfast beer podcast, he made an appearance. And this was our first listener recommendation. That's true. Which is why we decided to try it today. I have not ever had it before. Um.
1: I have. Okay. I'll tell you where, but nobody wants to hear it because oh. the answer is obvious.
0: It is. Okay. So
1: I'm our loyal listeners just here. completed your thought. You go out on a limb here in Tria? That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. That is, in fact, where I try most of my new beers, partly because they encourage me to do so and partly because I like to play a game with them.
0: <laughs> That's a fun game, though, I must game. say. It's probably not for the unadventurous drinker clearly. But it's a good time. Do you want to explain your standard order? Yeah.
1: Well, Tria, this place that we talk about often. Uh, they have a rewards system where every time you try 50 different thing or 50 different I, kinds it's less of something, you now. It's of 25. Is yes. it 25? My 25, bad. That's easier. Yeah.
0: You are really reaching So every for time, the time stars. you
1: try 25 new beers, new cheeses or new wines, they give they gift you something. I've gotten books, I've gotten subscriptions to magazines. I've gotten money, so it's all good stuff, and in, in the hopes of reaching those 25 new beers uh, faster, I got to the point where I would say, bring me something I've never had, and I would say that often, <laughs> and then I just got to the point where I would say, surprise me, and it's fun to see who is new at Tria and who knows me, because the new people will go, oh, um, what kind of something do you want? And I go, I would like for you to surprise me. And I give them no direction at all. They go, beer, wine, red, white. I go, surprise me. But the people that do know me, they go, I'll say, you know, bring me something. And they go, great. And they'll come back with something crazy. uh, Or something I haven't had. Or
0: something new or something. Yeah, something
1: they just put on tap. Something they haven't quite yet put on tap. Or even a Basque cider. Or a Basque cider. Is Uh, that the one that you guys always. That's the one that we rekindled our. Bromance over. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'll go out on a limb and say Bromance. That was even before Brother Thelonious.
0: Oh.
2: Just to bring his name back into here, because he is a featured member of this. Uh, he is. Here,
0: so. And uh, I would like to know what you guys think of it. It is, the style is uh, Belgian Abbey.
1: It's a, it's a dark ale, or a dark Belgian.
0: And it's a 9 4 Nine point four percent Clearly ABV. we can't
1: get under eight.
0: I apparently not Why on a we, podcast. Man. I do not think we it's, have.
2: It's pretty potent. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of body. Um, I'm I'm almost getting a kind of a creaminess to it.
0: I'm trying to think. I had one yesterday that was very similar to this. I I'm not gonna lie. I don't love
2: yesterday?
0: it. Um, it's a little too barley winey for me. If that makes any sense at all. It's Belgian. Well, I love Belgian though. There's a
2: lot but of. But It's great a Belgian strong, strong dark ale. Yeah. There's a, I lot think that's of a lot of, of very it. very good barley wines out of Belgium though, which I'm actually rather partial
1: to. <laughs> I've come to be more fond of them.
0: I really think that as the holidays get here, we're going to do just a barley wine episode. You're going to
1: be so sad, much to your chagrin, and I, drunk.
0: <laughs> I was going to say maybe not before a long drive. Can I'm we bring thinking... back
1: the Weyerbacher, the old heathen, or no? Blithering, Blithering idiot. idiot. Yeah. That's I mean, this is
2: actually I'm I'm getting a lot of Weyerbacher out of this. I'm getting a lot of fruit out of it. It's well, I mean, that's kind of what Dark, I was going for. Like Dark red stone fruit. Fruit. Yeah, stone yeah. fruit. It's got that, a lot of those characteristics that I've gotten out of a lot. I mean, Weirbacher is a great brewery and I, I absolutely love ninety um, percent of what they put out there. Um, and this this is a, it's a very, very reminiscent of that um it's got a lot of it's very very deep it's very earthy there's a lot of dark fruit going on in here i think barley wine is very appropriate even if it's not barley wine it's got a lot of those characteristics that you would look for in a wine that makes sense it's not quite as thick or syrupy
1: as i find a lot of barley wines. No, no i think that's also a misnomer as far as barley wines go i think that's part of what you don't like yes that. that's it exactly uh, a lot of the barley wines that i enjoy are not like that
0: which is why maybe I'll let you choose Excellent. what it is we're going to have for that episode. Because otherwise, either that or I could go in and I could ask Andy, my beer guy, and say, you know, I'm...
1: Maybe we could all pick a barley wine and just make sure that it's not the same one.
0: I would like that. That would be cool. You,
2: so you, can, you can go
1: I was going to say,
0: by me pick, I mean, Andy's going to pick right. for me, but you yeah. Can,
1: you can have your guy pick one. I'll, you know, maybe talk to Adam at Jose's and he can help me find a barley wine. Or can, how about this? off my hat
2: if we uh if we want to get really bold and daring here we'll pick two.
0: Oh my gosh and all
2: the lovely listeners out there seeing as this is a listener suggested brew
0: that's true why
1: uh, that's a good idea if there's a barley wine out there that you guys think is spectacular throw tell it us on about the list it. and we'll we'll do some research and we'll pick one of the ones that are suggested
0: i can get behind that
1: yeah that's a great idea i like this it's uh just rekindling that whole tree of spirit exactly surprise us guys surprise us
0: I'm going to say that it was Sarah who wrote in and recommended this. It was in fact. And I don't know that she had had it. I think it was actually the label that drew her in. She just said that there's something fantastic about it. Uh, Because Max, you're not allowed to talk about it. No, you're not allowed to talk (laughs) about the label art. But I love label (laughs) art. Exactly. Um,
2: we should talk about it a little bit. We he should so actually. It's austere. a pretty,
1: pretty baller and label. I, th- I
2: think that the label is very. Uh, it it, it is really important. does let you know what's going on in here. It's a very,
1: very. It's very austere. It's very. This is beer. Well, let's let's talk about this real quick. So Brother Thelonius is a Belgian style. Uh, Abbey ale. Mm-hmm. But it's also. In collaboration with uh, the uh, Thelonius. Jazz Institute. Uh, so there's a dude named Thelonious Monk. Thelonious Sphere Monk. Right. So you can see where they where they found this collaboration. Thelonious right. Monk, Belgian style, Abbey Ale. Uh, he's a, a jazz musician, and there's just this great photo of him surrounded by a halo of piano keys, uh, which I think is great, because he's this this jazz pianist rocking out, these awesome sunglasses sitting back with a, a glass, much like the one that the beer mistress has right now, full of... Handmade by Jay. Yeah. So I think it's a great idea of, of uh, for a beer, as far as collaborations go. I think it's really exciting. And also it's for a good cause because every bottle sold goes to help. Uh, they make a donation to the jazz school. I like it a lot because, uh, as
2: a long, long, long-time student of jazz um, music, I come from a very
1: musical family,
2: and I uh, I played jazz piano for about ten years.
0: I am um, learning so much about you. <laughs> Colonus
2: Monk was one of the big, big jazz pianists, um, you know, of you know, the twentieth century. Uh, he was phenomenal, and uh, I learned quite a bit from his style. Uh, cultivated my own off of it, but you know, I would not even dare to say that it was any near, anywhere near his uh, ingenuity, but seeing the, you know, seeing him coming back in a new form of something that I'm now enjoying more on a regular basis than, than piano, uh, it's kind of a nice dichotomy there. It's, uh, the old me, the new me, all of it kind of coming together.
0: Will you come to the Dashing Rogue talent show and play a little uh, jazz for us? I
2: would, I would <laughs> consider it. Oh, There's a, yeah, is there you know, a talent, talent show? Talent there is show?
0: now, I just invented <laughs> it. Cause...
1: Featuring cousin Max. <laughs>
0: cousin max and it'll piano. be me
1: drinking a lot of beer and not oh i thought you i thought you <laughs> that is a you could fight i could sword fight drunk yeah no. no
0: sword sword fighting awesome sword fighting drunk not recommended
1: i'll disagree with you there i've done it at a lot of barbecues and it's great fun <laughs> especially when you're improving <laughs> with skewers
0: hey kids we do not recommend this, don't at, try home. this at home especially then again with your
1: kids <laughs> and then you shouldn't be drinking at all
0: yeah I realized that after I said it, that it was not really the target crowd, That yeah. So yesterday, enjoyed a tradition with a group of friends uh, that has been going on for 11 years now, and it is the annual uh, Mooney Fall Pub Crawl through Philadelphia, and it's called Mooney because the man who organizes it, his name is, well, Mooney, believe it or not. Um, It's his last name, though, right? Yes. And he grew up in Philly, up in Fishtown. He lives in New Jersey now, but this has always been like his stomping ground. And he knows it super well. And there's there's been times where we will go out on a limb. Like this is the tradition that we do at this time of year. But sometimes we'll say, hey, and in the spring we're going to hit Baltimore. Or in the winter we're going to hit D.C. or something like that. But uh, every year we go out in the fall, it has become crazy. Uh I think when it started, there were maybe 15 people. At our peak, which was last year, I think there were well over 50. Um,
1: My first year attending, I basically piggybacked my way onto it. I was like, I peripherally know you, and the beer mistress invited me, so I'll be there.
0: Well, and that's what's awesome about it, is it's so inclusive. But it's not as structured as I know sometimes, like for St. Patrick's Day and stuff, There'll be buses that organize pub crawls and go around, you know, bouncing from place to place. And it's definitely an interesting collection of bars because... It's
1: always fairly varied. Yes, everyone's from, got their own You get own everything thing. from like the dive to yes, the swanky and the hole in the wall...
0: There's the craft beer bars. There's the cocktail bars. There's the places... We went to someplace yesterday that only took cash. So before we got there, they Awkward. were like... Everybody... <laughs> and that man... Oh, my gosh. The bartender had the most ridiculous white hair that was just standing Somebody on described
1: end. described it as a doc from Back to the Future. Yes.
0: Perfect. We get there. There is no one in the bar. They were actually getting a beer delivery when we arrived. We walk in, 42 of us, surround him... He comes upstairs. He was down in the basement, like getting ice, and uh, the bartender walks up and just get, You just see him look around at forty two faces, it just happened. looking anxiously at him, and he goes.
1: All he went right, back guys. down to the basement and came up again, hoping we would all be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this must just be a figment of my. Really, I must be imagining this.
0: But he was a rock star. I mean, he served all 42 of us in no time and cash only and everything else. And it was, it was fun. It felt like we had our own little private party going there for, you know, the 45 minutes that we stop at each place, but,
1: um. Which drags on as the night does. It does. Depending on the place, I think.
0: And if there's food involved or other things, it definitely starts to, but fun. A fun way to spend the day with friends and, uh see a city like a different part of the city because yeah what do you think ian
1: i had a good time i went to a bunch of bars that i have not been to before uh i i had to work yesterday morning so i showed up late about halfway through
0: which is kind of okay when you're going to you know 10 or 12 places There's always
1: that that weird moment for me i actually i got to the next bar ahead of the crawl i just knew that they would be getting there around that time so i didn't want to go find where they were and park, and then have to go walk over there. Uh, so I just went right to there.
0: Undo physical activity has never really been his thing. No. It's
1: like running. So I got there. I sat down, ordered a beer and some food, and then everyone else showed up. And immediately my bartender was like, oh, you're with the crawl. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, they, they were doing everything... You know, not cash, but pay-as-you-go, and uh, I noticed that most people were getting plastic cups there instead of the glass ones, because they were expecting, you know... I I think they were also expecting a different kind of pub crawl, much like you said. I think they were expecting, like, an Irish weekend bus pub crawl full of, like, drunk nonsense. However, uh, I think that we were a much more respectful crew, not to say that we weren't drunk.
0: Well, and you put 50 actors in a room and add some alcohol and mix, and it just becomes a very interesting combination which is
1: exactly how i felt as i first sat down there and all of a sudden everyone walks in and they've been drinking since 11 and it's four o'clock and i'm like give me a minute guys <laughs>
0: have to catch up
1: really great to see you all no joke but let me eat a sandwich let me have this beer and a glass of water and I'll be with you momentarily.
0: Though, at that place... I
1: needed to settle in.
0: The featured cocktail. Yeah,
1: cocktail of the day. It was delicious.
0: Spicy cucumber margarita.
1: Made with what kind of pepper?
0: Habaneros. Ooh,
1: if you wanted an extra spicy. Well, uh, that sounds <laughs> like it's
2: right up your alley, Ian.
0: It, well, I ordered one. It was great. It was made with jalapenos. And when she went to make another one,
1: because... She opened up their little thing of, of peppers and we go, ooh, habaneros. And she goes, yeah, that's what we have if you want them extra spicy. And I just looked at her, and she was like, do you want yours extra <laughs> spicy? And I go, yes, please. <laughs>
0: I, will, I will give excellent credit to the bartender there. because Henniga,
1: She was lovely and a very awesome name. It was her like great-great-great-great-grandmother's name, as I found out. And it took me about four times of her saying it before I went, Hennega. She said, yes.
0: I have a feeling she doesn't have a magnet with her name on it that she can just buy. A th-
1: no a doubtful, No yeah. keychains.
2: At no keychains. She has to take multiple keychains, pull <laughs> <cut> them apart, <laughs> splice them together. You know, I have to. Be, I have to be perfectly frank. All right. You
0: could be max. You could. Oh, you beat me I to, beat you it. to it because
2: I'm quick. I uh. Like I hate pub crawls.
0: Oh, <laughs> is that why you didn't I, come yesterday? I
2: absolutely cannot stand them. I do not like group activities of any sort. <laughs> What's I do about- not like my afternoon or evening being predicated around the needs of some
1: amateurs. Uh, Tell us more about that aspect of it, because I won't disagree and in this with you
2: there. Case, and in this case, to be honest, you know, from everything that you guys have been giving me here, well, um, it seems that it was a Rosen slightly subtle. different crowd than your typical pub crawl. I've right. been on a few... We say that having been on the inside, though. We
1: could have very easily been
2: that crowd without really... Essentially, it's like this. Um, In Philadelphia, um, as I don't know how many other cities do a style of, uh, of, of, you know, restauranting like this... Uh, we have a restaurant week we have a you know a, a, all a kinds of, of them really we have yeah. all, we have yeah, multiple I think every couple months. we have multiple different um setups in the city there you know promotes you know people going out and getting a price fixed menu and being able to enjoy a restaurant that they typically wouldn't be able to go to um, or wouldn't want to go to uh so it gives you the opportunity to go out and do that pub crawls in my opinion are the exact same thing but for beer drinking um, if you want to drink beer, you're going to go out and drink beer. If you want to go out and eat food, you're going to go out and eat food. Um, I don't need a, uh, an a giant sensation or an excuse to go out and do that. And when I get wrapped into a bunch uh, well, you have 45, but I like this
1: place.
0: Well, and we, we do that. That's part of when he talks about as the it, night goes do on. do linger
1: at some places more. Uh, I do agree. And, and we were actually talking with Henniga. Uh It was the first bar I went to, so I just needed a moment, as I said, to... To, to settle in. Process. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I just, I generally don't like going out on Saturdays doing all this crazy <coughs> stuff. Blah. And then I just thought about it and I was like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm out. I am, I am that guy. <laughs> and I was, you know, I, I love going out on Mondays and Tuesdays. It's the industry my favorite. Nights. It's like the bartender nights. It's. When you can go and actually have a conversation at a bar instead of...
0: My throat is so sore with, from talking. With music
1: and everything and, and just the crowds. Because the weekends are amateur hours. All those Monday to Friday types that are like, Oh, thank God it's Friday. I'm going to go get tanked. and Watch yourself.
0: I was going to say, some people in this some room...
1: Some people well, in this room are Monday well. to Friday types. That's but true. you know
2: what? I typically go out on Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. Exactly. You go out because every night of the they week, they are packs. significantly more fun, significantly more enjoyable. You get to meet a much better crowd. You usually get much better service, too. You get significantly better service. Because the people that are still working on those Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, they know their clientele. Mm-hmm. And they know the yes. fact that those are the people that work at the restaurant down the They're down the, the professional drinkers. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas Which, the
1: weekends are the amateurs.
2: Exactly. And it's that really is my, my only real aversion to pub crawls. Typically, they involve just drinking a lot of beer, which I'm
1: not against. Sometimes it's green. Well, um, and actually my biggest gripe
0: is plastic cups. And I know that sounds terrible, but a lot of times if they know there's a busload coming, they don't want to, either they don't want to do all those dishes, they don't have all those dishes. Or they don't want to break all those glasses. Right.
2: You know, I have to make a mention about plastic cups. All right. Because 99 out of 100 times, I 100% agree with you. But? However, I had an amazing experience with plastic cups. Not so long this ago. This is my skeptical faith. <laughs> down the Jersey Shore. Uh, you no, not beer. Pong, beer
1: Pong with craft beer? That not was fun. not I've beer done pong that. with craft beer. Uh, and I know so that this is a
2: beer podcast, but I wanted to throw this out there just because on the plastic cups note. We went to this fabulous seafood place in Avalon, New Jersey.
1: Sold. So it was part of its charm.
2: We sat on picnic benches outside. They served the food in styrofoam takeout containers. Nice. And when we said we had several, a case of wine, um, they brought out plastic cups for, <laughs> us to serve, to, for us to serve, you know, $20 bottles of wine in. And at first we were, this is ridiculous, what are we doing here? We dug into that food and voraciously and yeah. we realized that this is some of the best fried seafood we have ever had in our lives. The night just kept going on and it kept getting better and we the wine kept ate through emptier. that case of wine and it just was <laughs> fabulous. So plastic cups now have a very, very different
1: meaning for me.
0: Well, and I agree, um, picnicking. You know, chances are, yeah, depending but on where you're going. Yeah, but those nice,
1: like, wine glassy plastic wine cups. I do that. Cups, not gonna you know? lie, we they totally look good are into presentation. And, hey, they won't break. But I also no, I get the the seafood joint. You're like sitting outside, picking the tables. I'm totally behind that. I would not, I would not scoff at you that. You mean more when you're in a bar? Yes. yes. If I go to an establishment that regularly has glasses, do not pull out a plastic sippy cup for me. Absolutely. I am not a child.
0: I actually uh, went to trivia the other night in downtown dc and the place
1: i'm sorry i'm so sorry i know tell me (laughs) about it
0: okay it was it was the most smart kid trivia i'd ever seen and you know people i don't this is not a this is not about trivia let me let me go to the beer part um it got full obviously there were teams like spilling out of the windows of this place and somewhere throughout the night They switched from glasses to plastic, and I looked at my waitress, and I looked at my empty glass, and I was like, I don't want to switch. Can I... Can I use a dirty glass? If you... she goes, no, I can't possibly. I said, great, then you can bring me a plastic cup of and beer. Don't take I'm keeping my old dirty cup, and I will pour the beer into a real glass. I'm not gonna sit here, and it oh, it, it, just it seems taste very the same. sophomoric
1: to me. Yes, and it and it feels like you're treating me like I'm someone that doesn't know how to handle myself. Handle a glass. Like yes, I understand that this place is busy, and maybe you don't have enough glasses. A, buy more glasses if you're a bar. That's your job. Uh, B. Yes, glasses broken are part of the job as well. It's if everyone cold. is ba- breaking glasses, then yes, please give them plastic. It's a cost of doing business. It, it is a cost of doing business. In my Do not and treat I me like think... a child that needs a sippy cup, though, just because there happen to be a lot of people there that evening. Right, I agree.
0: I just, I don't, I doubt that the DC trivia also, crowd it's is terrible really terrible for the
1: environment. That was think about it like Completely out that. of think about left field, like but that. okay. Well, think about it. You know, you wash the glasses and you reuse them. So everyone listening cups, in from Vermont out. right now. Vermont.
0: All, all two of the people in Vermont who listen to our podcast? Do not. All
1: 2,000 of them. Do yes. not serve beer in plastic cups. Vermont wouldn't do it anyhow. Vermont wouldn't. Vermont is a very they're noble very. State. They're, they're very, too classy. They're very noble. Well, they're very uh, world conscious, environmentally conscious, mm. as a people. Savvy, even. As a state, yes. I heard that they were affected very uh, very little by the, by the storm that happened. And mostly it's because... All throughout the summer, they were taking down all of those dangerous limbs and stuff because that freak storm that happened last time, they said, hey, you know what, this probably isn't a freak storm. This is probably a change in the environment and the way that things are going to work. And so they prepared for it, and they didn't really lose power or anything. So good on you, Vermont.
0: Congratulations. Way to read those signs. I have one beer left. You guys want to fight over it?
1: No, I don't want to fight over it. I want to share it like gentlemen.
2: Aw. And scholars. Like Brother Thelonious. (laughs) I also have some other beer in the fridge if we get real thirsty.
0: Wouldn't be the first time. I have a
1: Merry Monk. I can't really think of many times that I haven't been really thirsty. I can't think of many times I haven't killed a man over a beer.
0: Ian said, when we first envisioned the podcast... Like the
1: complete lack of pause between that, by the way.
0: I I didn't really want to give anyone time to reflect on what he just said, so I'm just barreling right along.
1: Yes, but now you're talking about it more. (laughs) They're going back and thinking about it more and saying, wait, did he say did or didn't?
0: Cricket? Cricket? Rewind. Go find out. All right. will not do that. Um,
2: So back to that submission on barley wines. Uh, no, no, no. She was
1: going to say something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, and now you completely derailed me. I have no idea. Oh. Um, oh, I do remember. Whew, what a good thought. I'm glad I caught on to it. Glad I thought it. Um, twice, even. When we first envisioned the podcast, we thought it would be something like this, where we pick a beer, we feature it. You know, we talk about the brewery and maybe a little nod to the label art and all of that. However, it very quickly... And on, I think, official podcast number one, we did one test cast that, you know... Which
1: you'll never hear.
0: Or someday when we're...
1: Maybe you'll hear if we're particularly generous.
0: There you go. And it's actually pretty good. If not you gonna clamor
1: lie. enough for it, people, clamor away.
0: Maybe for our one-year anniversary or something, we'll release or it.
1: Or 10-year anniversary.
0: Even better. That's almost like commitment. Slow down. Mm. All right. Um, in the first podcast we were like 35 minutes in and we're looking at each other having a great time and we like, all
1: have empty glasses we all have empty <laughs>
0: glasses and we're like we didn't think this through we had one beer for an hour what's gonna happen and uh, who drinks
1: one beer in an hour <laughs> the worst ratio ever yeah
0: jason disappeared into the uh, beer cellar is what i like to call it it sounds quite classier that way
1: slash your shower
2: yeah shower slash beer cellar
0: i have the magical ian has a narnia, a narnia in his kitchen he's just got the closet that keeps everything like well, the
1: best pantry in the world I anytime have... i need something i open it up and it's there it is and it's, it's double crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes they spawn.
0: taco sauce oh my gosh is taco it's seasoning just i don't know what's going on in the back of narnia but it's multiplying like crazy
1: pretty sure it's a little uh marvin gay <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i also have a narnia but mine is beer narnia like you open the closet and you look back in and the bottles just keep going and going and that's where i found like last year's la of christmas that i still have hanging around and these bottles of allagash that i bought by the case and was like oh i should ration and one or two is still hanging around I'm it's like,
1: great how that happens i yes. think i still have some of the the life and limb and the uh the hellhound the hellhound uh, and they've um, been sitting around for a while. I did enjoy the Hell tonight. You I did like You
0: just that. had the Allagash Fluxus for 2012.
1: No, I had, well, I had we the did Confluence have, and the Fluxus. We did have the Fluxus. Yes.
0: So what do you think? Because that's the thing. I. It was
2: charming. It really oh, was. Oh, no. I loved it.
0: I'm not sure how many more times we can use that word. Charming? It's going to be the catchphrase of the Beer Mistress's Microbrew Review. Listen into to the Charming Podcast. Over it's here. charming. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was a little gay, not going to lie. I not
1: that, that, that
2: there's out. anything wrong with it. <laughs> um, it's just not Ian. The Fluxus, I loved. Um, actually, that was a really fun uh, tapping event in the in, in general. Yes. Um, again. Where was this? At Trio. Oh, did I really uh, have to ask? You didn't really need to ask. <laughs> but you they did were anyway. written it's up
1: recently as one of the best beer bars in America. It's, uh, and in it couldn't, America. Uh, it couldn't
2: really be more true. Anybody, again, you know, I know we've probably said it before, but if you are in the Philadelphia area, Stop by Tria. There's multiple If you'd locations. like, we'll
1: meet you there. Yeah, really. You can meet us. we will get you show in. you the rope. Yes.
2: Facebook us, Twitter, you know, whatever the case is. Get a hold of us and, and you know. Definitely. I
0: love how the guy who pretty much never uses technology is the one over here plugging. Don't it. get
2: a hold of me. Yeah, Let's well, just we can get a hold of him if you need. Yes. Yes. Find so. us first. Beauty of 1982 style cell phones <laughs> that I still use.
0: Beermistress at DashingRogue.com. See, there Find you me.
2: go. Um, Fluxus.
0: Yes, De- please.
2: Delicious, absolutely delicious. What
0: was the style this year? Um, just delicious and charming. Is that
2: the? So, it's definitely charming. I would say like golden. Okay. It was very. It was. For the color, and for the the body that I was normally expecting from it, it was very deep. It was very flavor, rich. Like there was deep a lot flavors? of there's a lot of flavor, and I mean, Alligash is really like that. Uh, I have to be completely honest. I don't prefer their white.
0: It doesn't their, do much for me anymore.
1: That's I will say pretty, that that's the first Alagash I had, and it was also one of, one of the first times I had a beer that I was just like, wow, this is really great. I'm going to go out and buy a case of it. Which and is, that was the last case of Alagash White I have ever purchased.
0: Because but you moved on. I did the move palette on. Has I moved grown. on rather
1: quickly with it. But, you know, once I had that name recognition, because they, they do have a lot of taps in Philly, especially, you know, Alagash White is everywhere. Right. And it's a great beer. But they do so many other things so much better. Yes, right. I agree. Also, I don't drink a lot of, like, you know, that style of beer in general. White beers? Yeah.
2: No, I agree. I, not I don't that he's either. racist when beer isn't I well, I, do not, maybe. I do not touch the white beers I like a little color in my frequently. beer. What can I
1: say? Um, I just
0: want to say that Brother Thelonious.
1: Nice, deep, dark color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's my kind of guy. I'm not even touching that one.
2: <laughs> Delicious, though. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with this. Um, it's
0: growing on me. I'm not going to lie. It's less sweet the more I drink it.
2: On, on the note of the, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too sidetracked. Don't. No, flux. Flux, flux at me. Fluxes, Go on. Yes, um, it's fine. Flux you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Whoa. was the first time I actually had the black. Mm. Really? It was the first time I had the black. It was the 2012. Um,
0: Draft I, or bottle?
2: I instantly fell in love. Instantly. Um, and Can we is, just
0: say that he wasn't going to comment on color, but now he said he just fell is, in love with black? The,
2: the, let me just be very, very clear here. It is the name of the beer. Yeah, it's that's black. true. Good point. Um, I typically veer towards the darker beers. Uh, I find that they, you know, they have a lot of those smokier, you know, even sometimes even a burnt characteristic that I really am looking for. So anywhere between like a barbecue kind of style to like a
1: like a like a caramel style. Um,
2: I really, really appreciate from Speaking it.
1: Speaking of barbecue style beers, last evening, uh, I was surprised at a bar that I like to frequent often. Oh my gosh. And they asked what I wanted. I said surprise me and uh, I got a, a nice roche beer and it smelled of burning wood and tasted of bacon. So like hickory and you know? Hickory smoked, smoked bacon. Do oh, you know when you when you go to
0: a bonfire and afterwards your hair kind of yeah. holds that smell? That's what I smelled in that That beer. was the smell
1: on it, and then I took a sip of it and I was just like, it's like bacon. And then one of my favorite bartenders, Nicole, came up and she's like, hey, I picked that beer out. How do you feel? And I was like, it's like bacon. And she goes, I love bacon. <laughs> Who doesn't love bacon? Ah, well, well, everyone loves bacon, right?
0: Absolutely. Bacon, delicious. crispy prosciutto, any kind of just... Grill it up, man. Hear us
1: up. now, Tria. Bring bacon back. Well, the prosciutto's nice. I
0: like too, it. Though. No, it's good.
1: You prefer the bacon. Bacon is... I'll see what I can do. Bacon is probably concerned.
2: the, the my, my My point on bacon is this, is that it's not really a food. It's a food group. It's like a flavor enhancer. See, you but can put I it don't... in anything. When you can crumble bacon and put it into a
1: salad to make the salad edible. <laughs> I would love to see bacon show up on the food pyramid. Or pie. It's now a pie, right? The pyramid is gone. It yes. is. But I want it to be its own separate world. So are colliding here. Oh so you've got, whole, you've got grains, you've got vegetables, you've got meats, poultry, proteins, fish, proteins, sugars, dairy. fats, and bacon. And, and bacon, I could see that. And I'd like it to be a big slice of pie, too. <laughs> a giant slice <laughs> yes. of. He's
0: like, two meals a day should be bacon Comprised primarily. Comprised
1: of bacon. Ooh, what about a bacon pie?
2: Oh, there it goes.
0: His eyes are rolling Ooh, back in his head look. and he's putting that together. It's like a pie,
1: but made
2: with bacon.
0: We go, well, see, but well would, this is
2: going back to the comment that I made about the frittata.
0: Yes, I mean, but anything cooked in bacon fat is better. But I do have a thing. I don't enjoy typically like a bacon-wrapped scallop, because I want to taste the scallop. What? I don't. I don't really want my well, scallop to taste like Well, I know you've like been bacon. to Barclay
1: Prime, but you did not have their bacon-wrapped scallop with uh, maple syrup, I'm, which is. I'm not gonna so lie, heavy. right now, Shannon. I think that you sound like a heathen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a peasant. <laughs>
0: Thanks, guys. Um, bacon, I'm a mistress.
2: <laughs> bacon is probably the Firmly most middle incredible class flavor in the <laughs> world. Flavor enhancer. Uh, yeah, if you can potentially, and that's why I don't feel I don't ever feel guilty eating bacon. Can I just buy you a bottle really like of liquid smoke? It's like eating like seasoning. Nobody ever felt guilty about eating tarragon. <laughs> you know, if you just lump bacon into well, that, well, sure, I mean, it's got probably a little bit less American- health involved in it. But you know, it is what it is.
0: I don't. I don't think Joe Schmo America knows what tarragon even tastes like. Well, not
2: Joe Schmo America is not oregano, to our podcast. the pizza herb. How about we just throw that one out there? The pizza herb.
1: It comes in little. You can shake it it's on your pizza. At most.
2: I actually put oregano on my eggs now. Really? I do. Uh, I do all the pizza seasonings on whenever I make omelets,
1: and uh, you make
0: a killer omelet. I had a great
1: it's breakfast pizza the other day. Wait, wait. This is not. This is not the breakfast pizza from across the street, but it's similar. Okay, go um, on my roommate and I, we went out for a late brunch on a Saturday or Sunday or something. And we went to this place called, uh, in Riva, which is down on the river. And it was still early enough that they were serving brunch. And I said, great. I think, I don't know what I want. There were so many good things on the menu. And I was looking through it and I was like deciding back and forth and back and forth. And then the waiter came and I completely about faced. And I was like, I would like the breakfast pizza, please. But I would like you to also put jalapenos on it. And he said, ah, oh, well, we don't have jalapenos. And I said, oh, Do you have habaneros? They did not. They had no peppers, but they had a jalapeno infused pesto.
0: Oh, wow! And I said,
1: "Yes, please, let's throw that on there. Whatever you have, with a little bit of." So it was it was a white pizza, so no tomato sauce, with uh, with prosciutto, uh, a cracked egg, just like I'm such a a schmuck for that now. It's so good. It wasn't just like. It wasn't like weird like scrambled egg bits. It right. was like, hey, this egg might or so might they, not be cooked.
2: So they almost cooked the pizza yes.
1: and then and threw then like an egg in the egg and, they and like the heat threw from the pizza yes. cooked it enough so enough that you didn't die from salmonella. Right, no salmonella.
0: I've seen that on the Food Network, though, when they go around to the different places, and it looks fantastic. It
1: was pretty freaking delicious. And their pizza crust is really nice. It's that brick oven, kind of crispy, Perfect. thin. So I quite enjoyed that. I can't see why you would have.
0: Well, the man is in love with breakfast.
1: Uh breakfast is prob. I could. You mean I'm in love with the best bacon? meal of the day, where no. you can the- eat anything.
2: Breakfast is essentially, essentially like this. Nobody wants to go out and eat, you know, a whole bronzino for breakfast.
0: I don't know what a bronzino is. It's a fish. Oh, no Lena
1: kidding! I am about fish. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
2: Breakfast can be eaten for virtually every meal, and I've. Done this and, and I've actually experimented. You can also eat lunch
1: or dinner for breakfast, and which I've I do
2: gone, often. I've gone multiple meals, actually multiple weeks in a row, um, just making breakfast foods. Wow. Uh, for example, I think I went scrapple and eggs for about a week. You are so dirty For it's three awesome. meals a day. I went bacon and eggs for probably another three meals. A day. I had steak and eggs this morning, came over here, had more bacon and frittata. I was, it was just phenomenal.
1: I mean, breakfast, I could and literally. Eggs eat. are so good for you.
0: They are one or two at a time. I
1: could eat well, breakfast. Yeah, if you eat a dozen eggs a day. You're like Gaston.
0: I love that song. Who's <laughs> thinking it? I can't believe you brought it up.
1: I do love breakfast.
0: Oh, okay, I just need to ask this, cousin Max, because you're getting a little bit of a reputation in my mind. Um, let's Apparently just say I have a vegetable. Have you ever met them? Do you ever eat them? Are there any you're partial to? You know,
2: my girlfriend asks me this all the time. <laughs> um, what kind of vegetables do you like? And I really, really deeply have to consider Ones that. covered in bacon. <laughs> and typically, I had. Him I like saying, bacon uh, wrapped asparagus.
1: Potatoes.
2: Potatoes are not a vegetable; they're a starch. You're
1: pretty close. Corn.
2: That's also a starch. I've run out of ideas after that. Um, <laughs> pretty much anything that's not good, popped or fried <laughs> or. or mashed <laughs> or mashed um, no potatoes is uh, I, I actually have a great story with this uh, my two brothers were at a bar downtown corn and potatoes actually I love that mashed, mashed, that was one of my favorite meals growing up my mom didn't really cook
0: needless to say
2: <laughs> it's a total dive downtown Philadelphia McGlinchey's um, it's not McGlinches. Um Dolphin I, but actually I believe it was Oscars Oscar Blues Oscars on uh Oh, yeah, I do know Oscars. I love it. I mean, it's one of my, it's one of the most charming little, you know, charming. just to throw that one out there again for you, Sharon. Thanks, buddy. Um, it's, it, it's great. Every time I go there, I have a great
1: time. Pause for station identification.
2: But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> delicious. This ah, is Beer Radio. Segment. Thank you. Um, Continue. My, bro- my two brothers were down there, and uh, they were sitting there. They had a plate of fries, they had a couple of cheese steaks, and they were drinking a couple of beers. And my one brother didn't finish his fries. What Even. guy sits down Fire next him. to them and says, uh, are you going to finish your vegetables?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so loud. I'm so sorry. And this
2: has essentially stuck out in my I mind for quite some time. <laughs> and I've now said, you know, when somebody asks, what kind of vegetables do you like? I say fries. I like
0: that fries. is so like American French of you. Fries.
2: That's and terrible. And to me, it's, you know, really, that's that's all you really need. You go to, you go to virtually anywhere for a, a quick lunch stop or anything like that and do you want fries or a salad? And I have to look at them, smile, try to hold back laughter and say, <laughs> For I went French fries. It's <laughs> um, like, lettuce, keep yeah. your lettuce. So I do have a little bit of credibility when it comes to this. I'm not the only one out there that thinks that French fries are vegetables. Because
0: you should get all of your major life advice from dive bars in <laughs> <to Philadelphia.
2: laughs> You know what? Not everything that you needed to know have you learned in kindergarten.
1: Dive bars are the next step. That's true. That's so. ki- Dive bars are kind of like the kindergarten of drinking, though, aren't they? That's Either that or the retirement home. That was deep.
0: That was a little... Wow. That's
2: poetic. It's, it's either It's another the beer, so you stop with the deep thought. It really is either the kindergarten or the retirement home. Maybe no. <laughs> I haven't decided. Well, we do regress. We regress exactly. back to that childhood. We wear diapers
1: day. at one point, we wear diapers at another point, and you know what? This Actually, just got really
0: unpleasant. Can we move on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like, we can take it back to Brother Thelonious. He is holding that skull because that is a Latin motto that showed up in a lot of artistic styles uh, throughout history. And basically, it means remember your death, which wow. at the same time is. It's not remember your death so much as carpe diem. Okay. It's you will die, so seize the moment that is now. Uh, Which I think is a great drinking slogan. I think it's a great life idea. It's enjoy every day for what it is. Enjoy the moments for the fact that you're experiencing them. And yes, there's going to be some bad times, but at the end of it all, you'll be dead.
0: May I be honest? As I gaze across the studio at Ian right now wearing his blazer and holding his beautiful handmade Belgian beer glass as he just schooled me in Latin, I feel like he's a professor. Could I get Please, you a cigar, that sir?
1: You can be the beer mistress and I can be the professor. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat>
0: really? Because I thought you were the
1: dashing rogue. I'd like to be the professor. <laughs> I'm just Cousin Max.
0: Hey, cousin. I like yeah, it. I, like my t- I, t- I t- want to be the professor. I'm
1: introducing myself as the professor. You're
0: so Barney Stinson some days. Not going to lie.
1: Memento mori is the Latin phrase.
0: Oh, a friend of mine lives like.
1: I have to be honest.
0: Uh oh.
2: When you it comes to go to back to diapers. Don't when you? it comes to Latin phrases, okay. um, especially when it comes down to drinking, I am always brought back to a very, very famous line that I have learned over the course of the years. Um, and are you uh, going to
0: finish your vegetables?
2: No, it has nothing to do with vegetation. However, in Latin, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Latin can have vegetables. I will just enjoy Latin. In They just say them in the wrong order. Um, <laughs> they start with bacon. Essentially, it's a, it's a, it's a family tradition. Uh, I've been doing it with my father for years. His father, my brothers, um, we go away on retreat every year. And one of the slogans and one of the big things that they say there on a daily basis after every meal is prosit. And prosit in Latin means may it be for your benefit. So it's that sounds
0: very close to how they cheers in germany the pro it's
2: exactly what it's from Um, so and i'm not sure Well, most
1: cheers are chicken
2: egg i'm not sure which one started from it's
1: it's for life it's for health A votre santé is the french one and it's you know to your health but it's it's something that's why we're here we're we're here for health drinking from when i was 13 years
2: old when i first started going um, it's something that really stuck out. And it has become not only a uh, you know, a, a salute, it's become a, a toast, it's become virtually everything. And I, I think it, if I'm not speaking it, I at least think it every time also I'm imagine out drinking. That
1: the Latin one came before the German one.
0: That seems likely.
2: I'm not going to argue. Can I
0: say Those that, Romans. Uh, touching as that story was, um, what I got most out of that is that you started drinking at 13 on retreats with your father?
1: No, no. Who he said He was around that? people that were drinking <laughs> while he was 13 that? on a Nobody day. said
2: that. <coughs> Shannon, you put words in my mouth. Oh. The
1: professor.
2: <laughs> Listen to the professor.
0: I'm sorry. Tangent.
2: As we profess our faith in beer. Oh,
0: I like it even more now.
2: Grossin. Totally going as a
1: professor. That should have been my Halloween costume.
0: Uh, next year, just like Jason still has not put together an entire... Uh, steampunk. steampunk I got him one more piece this year. Oh so good, what'd you get him? A lantern.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. You told me about that.
0: I loved it. I texted him. I was like, I got you a gift. So it he's is so silly. He's got the lantern.
1: He's got the goggles. We need to right. get him an awesome trench coat. That would be fantastic. Like an awesome trench coat, preferably with like some brass pockets on the inside that can like conceal. Sadly, this has been his dream for
0: two years now, and at the rate we're going, that right around retirement, he'll have an awesome costume. He'll,
1: he'll be the most. <laughs> Awesome is steampunk By the point that Dada nobody Dada. remembers Dada. what steampunk is, he will be awesome. Or we'll all be living in it and it'll be our normal So entire. you're a Yu-Gi-Oh character is what I'm trying
2: to go for it. <laughs> it's, uh, um, yes. My uh, I I really wanted to go for my Halloween costume, I'll be honest. I wanted to put on a wig and uh contain myself in a binder.
1: <laughs> oh, you want it to be you a made woman. Political
0: humor. That's amazing. Get a couple of my
1: friends yes, together got we'll binders all just be full in the of the same binder, <laughs>
0: Why did you need a wig? Why couldn't you be the yin and the yang of that?
1: I mean, uh, because clearly women must have long hair.
2: Well, that and I don't look like much of a woman, so I figured if well, I could, no, give but what I'm saying credit. is, you a very pretty girl. I know that <laughs> the you.
0: the binders full of women thing has really taken off, but you know why not?
2: Well, in the words of Beyonce, if you like it, then you better put three rings. Put on it. <laughs> three rings on it. <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: Um, is now a good time? Can I bring up the fact that I went to Germany recently?
2: Uh, I believe, well, I mean, even though we're drinking Belgian-style beer, I think... It's close to uh, Germany. I think it's close enough.
0: I just... They, ever... were,
1: they were there for a while.
0: <laughs> great expression.
1: Why? Twice. Why is this not a video cast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Germany. Um, they're my favorite country. They're great. And not um, for the bad reasons. Friendly <laughs> they're ever. great, but They're not so friendly. friendly. They have a
0: wonderful economy. We should m- model a little more growth after Germany.
2: Their banking system is phenomenal.
0: It's true. Well, and I spent a lot of time in Frankfurt. And there's a lot of international banking there. um, Which was only a problem because guess what? I don't speak a lick of German.
2: Oh, please. In Frankfurt, they they don't all just speak German. I know people. Well,
0: yeah. And that was the problem, actually, because apparently people like Ian had been to Germany and said, no, a lot of them speak English or there's, you know, there's ways to work it on menus and all of that. But because Frankfurt is such an international city, a lot of the people coming are not German. They're from other cities, and they don't speak English either. Uh, so America,
1: was- we're slipping. We used to be the language of the world. So it used to be if people from other countries were going to a different country that still wasn't America, they would all speak English. If they're now speaking a different language, then we're in trouble.
0: And eventually, they all sounded the same to me, which was not English.
1: Well, that's what'll happen. (laughs) Which is the most ignorant thing I could
0: possibly say about it, I know, but. um...
1: I think what I'm saying is Germany. It's time for number three.
0: (laughs) So I would like to acknowledge (laughs) (laughs) that the beer mistress sort of achieved a life dream this year and went to Oktoberfest. Honest to goodness Oktoberfest. Honest to goodness, not Not like like,
1: hey I was in, you know, Virginia and went to an Oktoberfest party. Why do we always need to bring Virginia into this? It's terrible. (laughs) Oh
0: could be worse.
2: You just missed out on a good time, sir, and that's you're just jealous.
0: That's what it is.
2: That's
1: exactly what it is. I'm really (laughs) bummed I couldn't be there. I had to work though. You work too much. I do work too much.
0: You should podcast more and work less.
1: You guys start paying me to do this and I'd be happy to.
0: Hey, someone just send your credit card number to Rogue at DashingRogue.com.
1: If you'd like to pay me a podcast. Uh, but payable to Ian McCafferty. <laughs> not the Dashing Rogue. <laughs> no. Well, that, well. Would wow. that would
0: work, too. That would work, too. We can too. make that happen, right? We can make yeah. that happen. We know a banker. Or seven, I learned yesterday. I did not realize how many of my friends were bankers until they all started drinking and trying to sell me stuff. It was adorable. Well, was it's that like,
1: time of year, apparently. Yeah. Do you need I a new just, account? Anyone? I, Anyone? That's January. Oh. I don't have we're, enough we're money to make it, it
0: worthwhile to anyone. I was like, that's so kind that you think that I have something to invest, but I just have a lot of spirit. Um, I'll give you a spirits.
1: dollar and a credit card that's maxed out.
0: Oktoberfest. Yes, please. That happened once, in Germany even, and I was there. It's
1: happened many times, <laughs> in fact. I think it's only been canceled 11 times, if I remember my trivia correctly, which I'm sure I don't. Does it have anything to do with 1 and 2? No, actually. It had more to do with Plague. Plague.
0: You can't bring that many people together if they're dying in mass. But not a what good better idea. way
2: to purify the body than drink?
1: Yeah, but if you get them next to somebody that has the plague, it's it's basically like zombieism.
2: It's
0: true.
1: It's like you don't want to go to an airport in a zombie outbreak.
0: You do need to see uh, *Community* season three. The Halloween episode is a zombie episode, and they actually explain zombie-like behavior happening to people right now, and then the next day they all forgot it but it was beautiful and hilarious and silence yeah there was a great zombie outbreak so this time when i um got on a plane and flew really far away and went to (laughs) oktoberfest um i just need to tell you that it it made my life um because it was so there i didn't know a lick of english i did nothing but point either to a menu and I didn't know what I was ordering. It was going to be—it was be, pork. It was going to be pork in some form, yes. Or I would point to the glass of what someone near me was drinking, and it was just a say beer. one, yeah, exactly. Or October Fest, really. Um, amazing to me was that a third of the beers on the menu. I mean, there were maybe seven or eight. There was, you know, there are not a lot of options. Uh, but a third of the beers on the menu had no alcohol, and I was absolutely dumbfounded to see this. But good number of people around me were drinking alcohol-free beer and i didn't know i didn't know till i asked and i asked someone who didn't speak english surprise surprise uh but i was trying to figure out what she was drinking because it was a different color like it came in the same glass as mine same label but but it was
1: clear it looked like water it (laughs) it tasted like water there was no carbonation maybe it was seltzer i don't know the funny thing about non-alcoholic
2: beer is that decaf coffee is rather mainstream
1: Yes, but non-alcoholic, but non-alcoholic beer is, like, beer sorry, is
2: what? what is this? I mean, I think I mean I grown up, and actually, uh, the only one that I still know of in the U.S. is Oduls Caliber. I've seen Guinness I've seen makes one, one now already. too. We have
0: it. Is that what that is? I think so. It's uh, it, we'll find out.
2: I mean, honestly, it's I. I don't necessarily have anything intrinsically wrong with it. If you want to sit there and and drink a few beers, but you don't want to get hammered, or you know what, if you want to be involved in the beer drinking and you know and the the social or, hey. aspect of it, and you're the one driving home.
0: Also, it was a Wednesday night, so I could understand that maybe if you're going to go out, eat amazingly sketchy German meat and drink, you know, seven gallons. It's not sketchy.
1: It's pork.
2: We talked earlier. Wait, wait, wait. Let me catch you on the (laughs) sketchy meat part. All right. (laughs) Uh, My brother. trying to avoid it. My brother is a professional (laughs) chef. Okay. Absolutely wonderful at what he does. And I just had the uh, amazing trip of going up to... You had the honor. <laughs> ...upstate New York or upstate New Jersey to pick him up from the airport on Wednesday after the hurricane, you, which was... You must really love a him. 16-hour back-and-forth drive, which was... That's a really long drive. And at I the think very D.C. Least, traffic is did bad. Did you
1: take a nap somewhere along the way? I
2: tried to. Uh, it was... Uh, I didn't know if he's, he got on the plane because his phone only worked in Korea... Uh, he didn't Stupid have a cell phone technology. here. <laughs> it was too much. Um, I kind of camped out a little bit in Newark, camped out a little bit in Secaucus, uh, and then and and then headed back uh, to Newark Airport to finally pick him up. Um, but one of the first things that he thought was pertinent to bring up to me after not seeing me for over a year uh, was essentially oh, that air, airline food has increased dramatically. What airline in did he fly? Or price? Just hear me out here. All right. And I have to completely disagree with him after the comment that he made. Okay. Now, again, keep in mind, professional chef letting me know about this. Okay. He said, yeah, essentially, you know, they gave me a salad and a a meat something with it. (laughs) And I said, you, the professional chef, cannot even tell me what kind of meat it was. Can't identify what kind of meat. But airline food quality has gone up. So, to me, it's more along the lines of, what was it at before... So that now meat substitute product is qualified as an improvement.
1: I love by I love, a
2: professional chef.
1: Wait a minute, I'm sorry. I love I that in all the like the shows and movies that take place in the future, and they're like traveling through space. The hot commodity is like protein packs. <laughs> Where it's just like this is where we are This is why bacon needs to like be a airline, food group now. They're the airline food of the future is condensed protein, and it's like yeah, it's some sort of proteiny substance thing. Meat, it's like, <laughs> meat thing. If we are smart enough to go into space, why can we not find a way to keep fresh meat somehow on the plane as well or this shuttle?
0: I am gonna say,
1: especially if we're like traveling through intergalactic worlds, like why aren't there chickens being raised on this spaceship as well that you can butcher food is not and just grow for and sustenance. have eggs it's for enjoyment? It's for Oh, so much for enjoyment.
0: One of my ten loves, had really good
1: ten? food. I don't know. We were making a list earlier. Was there ten? There might have been Everything six.
0: was consumable, that's all I'm gonna yeah, say. Everything He's was like,
1: consumable. It was there
0: are some people in my life I enjoy, but nah, if we're gonna talk about loves <laughs> Only if everything. You can
1: consume them.
0: <laughs> Though he is a zombie after Ladies. you know that run. <laughs> wow. Um lufthansa had pretty darn good food not gonna lie was Uh, it
1: a a meat substance
0: (laughs) well and obviously if i have the option to check a box for something that isn't normal airplane food i am going to do that so i picked like the low fat or low salt or something meal uh, which meant that they brought it to me separately than everybody else's and um it was lovely it was like a a nice poached salmon in a uh like a vinaigrette a sauce
1: wild salmon or farm raised
0: i didn't bother to ask the poor i'm pretty uh, sure it was not wild it probably came from a can but it was delicious and it had some orzo with it. I actually poached it in the can. <laughs> in the can. <laughs> I was
2: going to say. Let's <laughs> drop this can of salmon in this boiling pot of water. There's a guy
0: in the back who's just, you know, holding a lighter underneath the can <laughs> trying
2: to
1: get yep, it cooked. Yep, that's poached. <laughs> we think.
0: <clears throat> so I just want one final picture to paint for you of oktoberfest because i'm sorry i had this major life experience and i thought i would talk a whole episode about it but you guys have given me three disjoint sentences so let me throw we a in a fourth talk
1: about we can
0: do. let me throw in a fourth and say if i as the beer mistress i'm going to go to germany and experience oktoberfest alone because that's the way that life happens it is only amazingly fitting that Surrounding me at the six closest tables were. I don't know. 85 gay men in the shortest lederhosen you could ever imagine. Like, it was, when I arrived, Sounds I was, like
2: a
1: good time come so far.
0: <laughs> I was so surprised that I got a ticket last minute and all of this.
1: And then, I, and I, then you I, saw the table you were at and you were like, never mind. Yeah. Like, there hey, boys. A guy at
0: the end who's like this big old teddy bear wearing this way too tight lederhosen. And he had one teeny tiny beer, which needless to say at Oktoberfest is what, like 22 ounces? That's like the smallest one they serve. At the end of that, Six he looks at his partner, and he's like, no more. And he orders a bottle of champagne, and he drinks it with his pinky up the rest of the night. And I'm like, so, that is amazing. So it's not that
1: he wasn't a drinker. It's that he just didn't <laughs> like beer. I've never but seen right. pinky up
2: in Lederhosen. There you go. I've got to be honest.
1: Well, then I've got a sight for you.
0: Our next theme episode, Max. Come on over.
1: I like it. We're, we're getting to about that time, though. And, I think so. Uh, we, we would like to close with a little... Uh, listener mail if we could absolutely Uh, there is a friend of the beer mistresses sean t valentine which i think is probably the greatest name i've ever read sorry henninga that's pretty cool too uh i hope you're listening i don't
0: even know how to spell that did you give her your card
1: i didn't i'm gonna go back though okay she was you need to get better at that redheaded
0: Got the man a thousand business cards so that we can get the word out about what it is we do. And he yeah. is so good at leaving them, you know, in a box Never. somewhere.
2: <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> put them in your wallet next to whatever I means don't... of payment that you're going to render. And just like accidentally put that. With and that just put well.
1: it with the tip. That's a great plan. That's not bad. The cash. Right. No, I know. So what Sean, did Sean have to say? Valentine. Hey, guys. So I listened to all, Capital, your podcast, in order when I drove to and from North Carolina this past week. It was exactly what was needed to make the time pass. I learned so much about beer, and it was like having three friends in the car with me, chatting away. Of course, I couldn't weigh on the questions or drink. And exactly how Jason and Cousin Max would leave and then re-enter the car would be a mystery. Anyway, keep them coming. P.S. We're going to end this with a listener question as well. Ever had bourbon ale? Had it in Kentucky once. Very good. Very strong. So, Sean, I will say thank you for the mail. Uh, We could not be more pleased that we helped pass the time and that you not only enjoyed the first one enough to listen to the second, but then you enjoyed all of them enough to keep listening to nine. All nine or ten or eleven or, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, we have had some bourbon ales and we will feature one, I would say, within the next two or three of these podcasts because it's getting a little chilly out there. And those bourbon ales, they are very dark. They're very strong, and And they're great. You warm. They are great for this cold, cold weather. So we will, we will find one for you. I've, I've actually got one in mind. I'll be honest. Um, He's had one recently that that he was just beaming about. I sure did. It was great. Uh, But also, we'll take some listener uh, requests for this one. If you've got a a bourbon aged, you know, beer that you quite enjoy, or it doesn't have to be bourbon. Any sort of um, beer that's been aged in other liquor bottles. Uh, Or casks and casks, barrels, any such sort of barrel that's just been sitting around for a while. How rustic! Yeah, very rustic. So please, just uh, let us know. Uh, We'll take it into consideration at the very least, and we'd love to feature some of your favorite beers on our podcast as well and tell you what we think about them. We love to consider with our palates. We sure do.
0: One of our favorite things to do. Uh,
1: So this is us signing off yet again. Thank you for listening yet again.
0: If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Beermistress.
1: I am at Dashing underscore Rogue.
0: And always at DashingRogue.com. But like Ian said, you have questions. Just shoot me a message, Beermistress at DashingRogue.com. And until next time, I'm Shannon.
2: I'm Ian. And I'm Cousin Max.
0: Thanks for joining us. Brother Thelonius, enjoyed having you.